0: Honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't tried going and taking down an oil rig. (laughs) One shot, Dinsmore! One shot is all it took! Hello, and welcome to the AfterSpark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Specs, And today we're going to be talking about episode number 50, Prime Target. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Let's get to it. And some serious, serious silliness. Mm Mhm. And now, in Soviet Russia, (laughs) a female fighter pilot is flying over some ice when she spots what she thinks is a submarine down below. Which, whatever it is, it shoots up a giant fucking harpoon on a chain into the plane. The pilot ejects, and the plane is dragged underwater through a hole in the ice. How does it not come apart? Um, (sighs) Bullshit. I don't know. I've got no reason. I've got no answer. Maybe they put it back together after. Maybe it's just... Unless that's a really big hole, that's... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Meanwhile, in um, Lord Chumley's castle, Chumley's butler, Dinsmore, says that the plane is a beautiful specimen. But it's caused an unfortunate international incident. And, you know, the castle is set atop a spiky mountain just for bonus evil points. (laughs) Yeah. Lord Chumley is clearly a collector. We see a sizable collection of stuffed game, artwork, and military vehicles. And that plane from before is just stuck on the wall in a way that reminds me of a pinned bug. Yep. I am concerned about the structural integrity of that wall. Hashtag rich people problems. (laughs) Oh, obviously they got it stuck to a stud. Obviously. (laughs) Because that will make the play stick. Chumley dismisses this whole international incident bullshit, uh, saying it'll blow over, and asks Dinsmore if he remembers the Boer War. Dinsmore responds with an affirmative, uh, indicating some personal experience in his response. Uh, for reference, the Boer War took place in South Africa from 1899 to 1902. This gives us a strange amount of insight into this random background character. Ah uh, yes, Lord Chumley's manservant, a 90-year-old riff raff from Rocky Horror. That's, that's a pretty accurate description of what he looks like. Really? Uh, <laughs> really? Chumley continues, bragging about capturing the jet in one shot, in that, just one more thing. Thing. <laughs> thing. yes. And his collection will be complete. Dim Spora asks if he intends to go after a space shuttle. <laughs> Chumley responds with, no sport there. Yeah, because there was so much sport going after a random jet. <laughs> that being said, you might be asking yourself, what could he possibly be going after next if not a space shuttle? <laughs> Well, it starts with a an no and definitely isn't an oil rig. It ends with a prime. As we are so gracefully shown in the next shot of a plaque with the words Mount Head here and the name Optimus Prime across the bottom. The kerning on the text isn't even very good. Uh, where did you get this made? Gimsler <laughs> has to do everything around here, right? Badly. <sighs> Look, seems strikes me as the kind of person who does not hire outside help very often. (laughs) Yeah, his poor butler gives off the vibe of, um, here we go again. Elsewhere, Trax and Bumblebee are on a supply run. Trax again, showing us humility, or lack thereof. Bumblebee responds with a sass that either Trax is choosing to ignore or is completely oblivious to. You decide. The two walk up to an appliance store where a newscast is playing. Apparently, Russia is ready to go to war because they think the U.S. used a submarine to steal a top-secret fireplane. Well, I'm glad we have this background knowledge now. <laughs> that certainly explains some more stuff. The two spot Astrotrain and Blitzwing in an alley and give chase. This is a weird place for triple changers. Right? Uh, Trax lamenting his wax job for the fight they think is coming soon. They come to a dead end and Trax tries to grab Blitzwing, but Blitzwing disappears. He vanishes into thin air, revealing a truck that shoots a magnet into Trax's chest, knocking him out. Before he loses consciousness, he tells B to get help. Unfortunately, B. Doesn't get very far, as when he tries to drive off, a truck pulls up in front of him, dropping a ramp. And he just drives up on the ramp without doing anything, without trying to stop. Yeah, or transform or and something. run away. Trax is dragged onto the first truck, and this is revealed to be a trap by Lord Chumley. Because of course it is. But back on the ARC, the Autobots are watching a soap opera called As the Kitchen Sinks. That sounds like it contains a multitude of complicated relationship issues. The soap opera audience here is made up of blaster, beachcomber, grapple, and jazz. And they're watching on Teletran! This show has a wide audience. (laughs) Unfortunately, their show is interrupted by the same newscaster Trax and Bee saw earlier. And they all sound incredibly disappointed in this interruption. It was their show, man. It was their show! (laughs) (laughs) We are informed that the UN has been convened due to the fighter plane incident. It's the Cold War, folks. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Cold War, yeah. Optimus walks up and tells the others that they need to go out and look for Trax and Bumblebee. Jazz doesn't seem concerned, saying that Trax is probably hanging out at a body shop or a car wash The Autobots are kink-shaming Tracks again. He just likes looking pretty. The five of them transform and roll out to find their friends. Blaster transforms and hops into Jazz, who probably actually appreciates his taste in music, unlike 90% of the other Autobots not named Cosmos. Mm Mhm. Sometime later, Jazz is driving around, saying he's checked everywhere for Tracks, Every car wash, shower head, or garden hose in the city! But then he sees a car wash that he hadn't seen previously, and pulls in only to be pushed inside by a taxi. After going through the car wash, a claw comes up from the floor, grabbing him and shocking him, presumably knocking him out, considering what happened to Trax earlier, and then dumps him into the back of a truck. <laughs> Shockingly, Chumley and Dinsmore are behind this as well. Dinsmore really wants to call it a day, but Chumley is not done. He's 90, Chumley! 90! At least you monster! <laughs> Beachcomber is captured when he comes up to a fake toll thing? Toll thing? Toll, toll machine. I don't know. It's a thing that takes money. So he drops some coins into, like, the, the coin collection bit, um, and then is grabbed by that coin device once he transforms, as well as with two other claws that reach up and grab him. Like, it comes out and, like, kind of suction cups to his back end. Yeah, it's very weird looking. <laughs> yeah. The forklift then picks up the whole lot of them and puts him on the back of another truck. Chumley gloats at a nearby construction site, dressed as a construction worker for some damn reason. He's incognito. <laughs> the reason swiftly becomes apparent as Grapple walks up to Chumley and asks if he's seen his friends. Chumley knocks over some iron beams with a crane that fall around Grapple into a perfect cage. Chumley then picks up the cage with the crane and drives off to drop him on a waiting barge. I, Grapple has got guns! Why isn't he using them? He's not even knocked out like the others! He's in robot mode! Still talking! I kind of imagine that there's a whole bunch of witnesses to all of this shit and <laughs> no one knows what the hell's going on. Rice or something? Like, is this some sort of a publicity stunt? <laughs> or something? Well, I mean, considering- <laughs> Or some... do they just assume it's like normal Decepticon bullshit and just ignore it? <laughs> Maybe? I mean, considering the weird bullshit that goes up with Hoist Goes to Hollywood <laughs> later, I would not be surprised. God damn it. Oh, I forgot about that one, too. Um, we then cut to Blaster calling Optimus while the camera pans by some signs, which as you know are always fun in this show. Some variants include, don't fly, drive, (laughs) don't drink and drive, island of paradise, missing an E, try our hand lotion, creamy cream. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get to the most ridiculous kidnapping yet. (sighs) One of the hands from the lotion billboard, which, like, It had two hands that looked like they were putting lotion on or or were holding a lotion bottle or something. Yeah, but like, they weren't- they- one of them was coming up off of it or something, or maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Uh, so, yeah, one of the hands from the lotion billboard reaches down and grabs Blaster and, like, both of the hands manipulate him, transforming him and throwing him into a moving taxi, containing Chumley and Dinsmore. What the fuck just happened?! (laughs) I want to know who their contractors are. (laughs) Right? Who made this sign that could move like this? And Mm -hmm. manipulate a transformer into his alt mode? (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're then able to capture Inferno with a little light arson, setting fire to a building and hitting the alarm. Even planting a child dummy for good measure and disguising themselves as firefighters outside. Inferno picks up a hose and runs in to save the child who is, like right in front of a window before he realizes that it's a fake because it comes apart when he tries to pick it pick the kid up the hose then begins tightening around him and he attempts to call optimus before his communicator is removed optimus calls the other autobots and tells them to return to the ark windcharger and huffer narrowly escape getting captured as well unbeknownst to them lucky guys back at the ark the autobots believe the decepticons are up to their usual shenanigans Optimus points out they don't have any proof the cons are involved. Cosmos calls Teletran and sends video footage of the missing Autobots being tortured. Chumley then takes over the feed and butts in to challenge Optimus to try and rescue his friends. Optimus agrees but intends to start now pulling a lever that causes Chumley's communication device to overload. Why can Teletran do this? Because it's special and maybe it's some weird War a thing with the Autobots and Decepticons, too. <laughs> yeah, but we never see them do this. Is it just, Dave, was this a thing that was installed initially that they were both like, look, it just causes us a bunch of trouble, and then we have to rebuild it, so let's just sort of agree to not do this again. <laughs> well, it might have been something that they were able to do at one point, but now they both have defenses oh, against yeah. it. So now it just works if humans decide to cause problems. <laughs> But when we cut back to Optimus, Jazz and Inferno are in the background for some reason. Warpath wants to get in on the action, but Optimus says he's going to go in alone. In the Decepticon base, Megatron and Starscream have clearly been monitoring this entire exchange. Megatron's even impressed. Well, according to Starscream, Chumley's captured more Autobots in a day than Megatron has in two years. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Yes! <laughs> I mean, I think the most Autobots we've seen them capture is, like, three? Or something, yeah. I mean, like, he's done, to be fair, Chumley has done a very adequate job. Uh-huh. Megatron, though, is not so happy about that comparison and pushes Starscream over before calling Blitzwing and astrotrain. Who he tasks with contacting Lord Chumley so they can destroy the Autobots. Presumably together. <laughs> surprise, surprise, Starscream snarky- uh, snarky asshole about this, too. Back at Lord Chumley's place, Optimus arrives, apparently driving on nothing. He informs, or uh, Chumley then informs Optimus that the other Autobots are hidden in this well-researched mock-up of Cybertron. Then a giant green dragon thing attacks, but Optimus punches the shit out of it. <laughs> this is apparently a literal dragon. <laughs> yeah, re- reminder dragons do exist in this universe, which we knew already. Mm-hmm. Yes, but this one's from Borneo, so clearly a different subspecies. <laughs> Unfortunately, it now might be extinct. Not just yet. Optimus manages to defeat the literal fucking dragon by kicking it off a bridge over a pit. Lord Chumley attempts to drop a glowing red net onto Optimus, but Optimus makes it out of the building without getting caught in said net. Optimus thinks he's gotten away, at least until the net manifests out of the ground in front of him, like a horrid energy jellyfish. Optimus manages to grab a nearby hook and chain and throws it onto some nearby power lines. The electricity apparently counteracts, counteracting the net, and then the net disappears. Astrotrain and Blitzwing arrive as Optimus gets up and begin to follow him. Chumley attempts to capture Optimus with a decoy-crying woman, but Optimus knows better and walks on past. Chumley curses, being outsmarted by a lorry. Astrotrain sees this and rightly deduces it's a trap, but Blitzwing tries to step on the woman and gets covered with a bunch of green goo. Blitzwing is called a blasted fool twice, both by Astrotrain and in Chumley's control room, Chumley, Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently they think alike. That's honestly (laughs) kind of scary. Optimus says one of his best lines ever, which is, a booby trap. That catches actual boobies. (laughs) Astrotrain's gunfire does not seem to be helping Blitzwing get out of the green goo, and he instead heads to the castle to see if he can free Blitzwing there. Blitzwing is not having a good day at all. Nope. Chumley realizes that the random two bots are Decepticons and bemoans them barging in. Dinsmore compares them to the humane societies, always ruining Chumley's hunts. I think we can safely assume that's the only time we're ever going to hear the cons compared to a humane society. <laughs> yep. Optimus is then attacked by a giant metal scorpion. Despite Chumley and Dimsmore's best efforts, Optimus is knocked out of the scorpion's grasp by Astrotrain. Astrotrain tries to give his spiel about helping Chumley with the Autobots, but Chumley is upset at being deprived of his victory and drags Astrotrain off. There's more even it's just making Optimus into a coffee table. Out of all of the things someone could do with a Transformer's body and he chooses a coffee table. I mean, it's very functional. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, so is a chicken coop. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Optimus Prime. Former leader of the Autobots. Current chicken coop. Well, I think the chicken coop might be more demeaning. But I have seen pictures of a former police car. Or at least a former car that was a chicken coop. <laughs> Uh, later, Astrotrain and Blitzwing appear to be in Chumley's dungeon, robot dungeon, or something. Otherwise, how does he even have a dungeon this big? Because these are not small bots. Yeah, the cons are not so happy with this turn of events as they came to help him specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but Chumley says he'd rather have the help of an artvark. Personally, I'd say he needs that aardvark, because that idiot just left Optimus' body laying outside. (laughs) Did he think Optimus was dead? He clearly doesn't understand robot vital signs. After telling the cons off, Chumley is a dick to Bee and Grapple. And Bee sends a comm to a very alive Optimus. Well, alive for now, anyway. (sighs) And Optimus is able to home in on his signal. Chumley's happy about Optimus' apparent resurrection. Optimus makes it inside the castle and runs into a mechanical black widow's web. Proto-black arachnia, anyway? (laughs) He manages to get the spider to bite itself, poisoning it, and then it explodes. Why does it explode from poison? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's a corrosive acid that's got an effect with it or something? I guess, but still exploding? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This, This cartoon, like, tends to default to... Dumb explosions. explosions. Yes, true. Optimus enters another corridor, but Chumley makes the corridor spin around. Optimus punches through the walls, causing the spinning to stop, and then punches into Chumley's control room. I think, like, straight through the computer. Or something, yeah, basically, because it, it stops the spinning. Yeah. Chumley and Dinsmore escape, Dinsmore hiding in a tank in the trophy room. Chumley goes to the two chained up cons and asks if they will fight Optimus for him, basically. To which Astrotrain responds, Trust us, which is a horrible choice, really. I don't think Chumley's got much, much of a choice right now, though. Oh yeah, considering, uh, well, considering just how much she's fucked with the rest of society. <laughs> even. Astrotrain begins trying to squish Chumley instead of, you know, fighting Optimus. The Autobot's timely arrival saves Chumley sorry ass from becoming a smear on the pavement as the Cons please, since Chumley had earlier disabled their weapons. They do, however. Return the Russian plane with a tied-up Chumley on top. The news announcer informs us that the international crisis has been averted thanks to Optimus Prime. Oh God, stopping nuclear annihilation by gift wrapping a big game hunter. You've seen it here. <laughs> and that wraps up today's episode. But join us next time for the girl who loved Powerglide. When the cons, in their endless quest for her power, attempt to kidnap an heiress, she becomes Powerglide's problem instead much to his uh consternation <laughs> and then specs has two fix for us today all right the first up is lingua Franca by pink underscore shoes it's in the g1 cartoon continuity it's rated g it's gen there's no pairings and our characters here are megatron astrotrain blitzwing soundwave and some insignificant flesh creatures <laughs> In summary, the Decepticons take some humans hostage during an energy raid. They learn some things. <laughs> and the, the theme for this is basically the Triple Changers, Blitzwing, and Astrotrain, because they're there and kind of messing stuff up for everyone in this episode. <laughs> and it's a one-shot. The second one is Legend of the Deeps by Dragoness Eclectic. It's G1 cartoon continuity, Rated T, Gen, no pairings, and the characters are Octane, Astrotrain, and Blitzwing. So the three Decepticon Triple Changers. And in summary, the three Triple Changer Decepticons are on a mission to an alien star system to retrieve a mysterious energy source. Too bad for them that Decepticons make a nice snack for that which layers in the deeps of space. And our theme here is again, Triple Changers! (laughs) And it's a complete five-part story. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowfort as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Specs And I'm Else. Toodles!